13. Utterly impossible. How on earth? For example, God, he broke in smilingly. I see, you are a beginner, you play to a win. Of course you wouldn't play to a lose or draw. He laughed aloud. You had much to learn. My friend and myself do not play for results of that antiquated kind. We seek in chess the wonderful, the whimsical, the weird. Did you ever see a position like that? I inwardly congratulated myself that I never had. That position, sir, materializes the sinuous evolvements and syncretic, synthetic, and synchronous concatenations of two cerebral individualities. It is the product of an amphoteric and interpolatory interchange if, have you seen the evening paper, sir? Interrupted the man opposite, holding out a newspaper. I noticed on the margin beside his thumb some penciled writing, thanking him. I took the paper and read, insane, but quite harmless. He is in my charge. After that I let the poor fellow run on in his wild way until both got out at the next station. But that queer position became fixed indelibly in my mind. With Black's last move 43, K took 88, and a short time afterwards I found it actually possible to arrive at such a position in 43 moves. Can the reader construct such a sequence? How did White get his rooks and king's bishop into their present positions? Considering Black can never have moved his king's bishop, no odds were given, and every move was perfectly legitimate. Measuring, weighing, and packing puzzles. Measure still for measure. Measure for measure. V1. Apparently the first printed puzzle involving the measuring of a given quantity of liquid by pouring from one vessel to others of known capacity was that propounded by Nicola Fontana, better known as Tartaglia, the Stammerer, 1500-1559. It consists in dividing 24 ounces of valuable balsam into three equal parts, the only measures available being vessels holding 5, 11, and 13 ounces respectively. There are many different solutions to this puzzle in six manipulations, or pourings from one vessel to another. Batchet de Miseriac reprinted this and other of Tartaglia's puzzles in his Problems Plaisons and Delectables 1612. It is the general opinion that puzzles of this class can only be solved by trial, but I think formally can be constructed for the solution generally of certain related cases. It is a practically unexplored field for investigation. The classic weighing problem island of course that proposed by Batchett. It entails the determination of the least number of weights that would serve to weigh any integral number of pounds from 1 pound to 40 pounds inclusive. When we are allowed to put a weight in either of the two pans, the answer is 1, 3, 9, and 27 pounds. Tartaglia had previously propounded the same puzzle with the condition that the weights may only be placed in one pan. The answer in that case is 1, 2, 4, 8, 16. 32 pounds Major McMahon has solved the problem quite generally. A full account will be found in Ball's Mathematical Recreations 5th edition, Packing Puzzles, in which we are required to pack a maximum number of articles of given dimensions into a box of known dimensions, or, I believe, of quite recent introduction. At least I cannot recall any example in the books of the old writers. One would rather expect to find in the toy shops the idea presented as a mechanical puzzle but I do not think I have ever seen such a thing. The nearest approach to it would appear to be the puzzles of the jigsaw character, where there is only one depth of the pieces to be adjusted. 362. The Wassail Bowl. One Christmas Eve three weary willies came into possession of what was to them a veritable wassail bowl, in the form of a small barrel, containing exactly six quarts of fine ale. One of the men possessed a five-pint jug and another a three-pint jug and the problem for them was to divide the liquor equally amongst them without waste. 
Of course, they are not to use any other vessels or measures. If you can show how it was to be done at all, then try to find the way that requires the fewest possible manipulations. Every separate pouring from one vessel to another, or down a man's throat, counting as a manipulation. 363. The doctor's query. A curious little point occurred to me in my dispensary this morning, said a doctor. I had a bottle containing 10 ounces of spirits of wine, and another bottle containing 10 ounces of water. I poured a quarter of an ounce of spirits into the water and shook them up together. The mixture was then clearly 40 to 1. Then I poured back a quarter ounce of the mixture, so that the two bottles should again each contain the same quantity of fluid. What proportion of spirits to water did the spirits of wine bottle then contain? 364. The Barrel Puzzle. The men in the illustration are disputing over the liquid contents of a barrel. What the particular liquid is it is impossible to say. For we are unable to look into the barrel, so we will call it water. One man says that the barrel is more than half full, while the other insists that it is not half full. What is their easiest way of settling the point? It is not necessary to use stick, string, or implement of any kind for measuring. I give this merely as one of the simplest possible examples of the value of ordinary sagacity in the solving of puzzles. What are apparently very difficult problems may frequently be solved in a similarly easy manner if we only use a little common sense. 365. New Measuring Puzzle. Here is a new poser in measuring liquids that will be found interesting. A man has two 10-quart vessels full of wine, and a 5-quart and a 4-quart measure. He wants to put exactly three quarts into each of the two measures. How is he to do it? And how many manipulations pourings from one vessel to another do you require? Of course, waste of wine, tilting, and other tricks are not allowed. 366. The Honest Dairyman. An honest dairyman in preparing his milk for public consumption employed a can mark B containing milk, and a can mark A containing water. From can he poured enough to double the contents of can be then he poured from can be into can enough to double its contents. Then he finally poured from can into can be until their contents were exactly equal. After these operations he would send the can to London. And the puzzle is to discover what are the relative proportions of milk and water that he provides for the Londoners breakfast tables. Do they get equal proportions of milk and water or two parts of milk and one of water or what? It is an interesting question. Though. Curiously enough, we are not told how much milk or water he puts into the cans at the start of his operations. 367. Wine and Water. Mr. Goodfellow has adopted a capital idea of late, when he gives a little dinner party and the time arrives to smoke. After the departure of the ladies, he sometimes finds that the conversation is apt to become too political, too personal, too slow, or too scandalous. Then he always manages to introduce to the company some new poser that he has secreted up his sleeve for the occasion. This invariably results in no end of interesting discussion and debate, and puts everybody in a good humor. Here is a little puzzle that he propounded the other night, and it is extraordinary how the company differed in their answers. He filled a wine glass half full of wine, and another glass twice the size one-third full of wine. Then he filled up each glass with water and emptied the contents of both into a tumbler. Now, he said, what part of the mixture is wine and what part water? Can you give the correct answer? 368. The keg of wine. Here is a curious little problem. A man had a 10-gallon keg full of wine and a jug. One day he drew off a jug full of wine and filled up the keg with water. Later on, when the wine and water had got thoroughly mixed, he drew off another jug full and again filled up the keg with water. 
It was then found that the keg contained equal proportions of wine and water. Can you find from these facts the capacity of the jug? 369. Mixing the tea. Mrs. Spooner called this morning, said the honest grocer to his assistant. She wants 20 pounds of tea at 2s. 41 to d. Per pounds. Of course we had a good 2s. 60. T. A slightly inferior at 2s. 3d. And a cheap Indian at 1s. 90. But she is very particular always about her prices. What do you propose to do? Asked the innocent assistant. Do? Exclaimed the grocer. Why? Just mix up the three teas in different proportions so that the 20 pounds will work out fairly at the lady's price. Only don't put in more of the best tea than you can help, as we make less profit on that. And of course you will use only our complete pound packets. Don't do any weighing. How was the poor fellow to mix the three teas? Could you have shown him how to do it? 370. A packing puzzle. As we all know by experience, considerable ingenuity is often required in packing articles into a box if space is not to be unduly wasted. A man once told me that he had a large number of iron balls, all exactly two inches in diameter, and he wished to pack as many of these as possible into a rectangular box 24 9 10 inches long, 22 4 5 inches wide, and 14 inches deep. Now, what is the greatest number of the balls that he could pack into that box? 371. Gold packing in Russia. The editor of the Times newspaper was invited by a high Russian official to inspect the gold stored in reserve at St. Petersburg, in order that he might satisfy himself that it was not another Humbert safe. He replied that it would be of no use whatever, for although the gold might appear to be there, he would be quite unable from a mere inspection to declare that what he saw was really gold. A correspondent of the Daily Mail thereupon took up the challenge, but, although he was greatly impressed by what he saw, he was compelled to confess his incompetence without emptying and counting the contents of every box and sack, and assaying every piece of gold to give any assurance on the subject, in presenting the following little puzzle. I wish it to be also understood that I do not guarantee the real existence of the gold, and the point is not at all material to our purpose. Moreover, if the reader says that gold is not usually put up in slabs of the dimensions that I give, I can only claim problematic license. Russian officials were engaged in packing 800 gold slabs, each measuring 121 2 inches long, 11 inches wide, and 1 inch deep. What are the interior dimensions of a box of equal length and width, and necessary depth, that will exactly contain them without any space being left over? Not more than 12 slabs may be laid on edge. According to the rules of the government, it is an interesting little problem in packing, and not at all difficult. 372. The Barrels of Honey. Once upon a time there was an aged merchant of Baghdad who was much respected by all who knew him. He had three sons, and it was a rule of his life to treat them all exactly alike. Whenever one received a present, the other two were each given one of equal value. One day this worthy man fell sick and died bequeathing all his possessions to his three sons in equal shares. The only difficulty that arose was over the stock of honey. There were exactly 21 barrels. The old man had left instructions that not only should every son receive an equal quantity of honey, but should receive exactly the same number of barrels, and that no honey should be transferred from barrel to barrel on account of the waste involved. Now, as seven of these barrels were full of honey, seven were half full, and seven were empty. This was found to be quite a puzzle, especially as each brother objected to taking more than four barrels of the same description full, 
half full, or empty. Can you show how they succeeded in making a correct division of the property? Crossing river problems, my boat is on the shore. Byron, this is another medieval class of puzzles. Probably the earliest example was by Abbot Alquin, who was born in Yorkshire in 735 and died at Tours in 804. And everybody knows the story of the man with the wolf, goat, and basket of cabbages whose boat would only take one of the three at a time with the man himself. His difficulties arose from his being unable to leave the wolf alone with the goat, or the goat alone with the cabbages. These puzzles were considered by Tartaglia and Batchet, and have been later investigated by Lucas, Defondini, Delanoi, Tari, and others. In the puzzles I give there will be found one or two new conditions which add to the complexity somewhat. I also include a poly problem that practically involves the same principles. 373. Crossing the Stream During a country ramble Mr. and Mrs. Softly found themselves in a pretty little dilemma. They had to cross a stream in a small boat which was capable of carrying only 150 pounds weight. But Mr. Softly and his wife each weighed exactly 150 pounds and each of their sons weighed 75 pounds. And then there was the dog, who could not be induced on any terms to swim. On the principle of, ladies first, they at once sent Mrs. Softly over, but this was a stupid oversight, because she had to come back again with the boat. So nothing was gained by that operation. How did they all succeed in getting across? The reader will find it much easier than the Softly family did for their greatest enemy could not have truthfully called them a brilliant quartet while the dog was a perfect fool. 374 Crossing the River Axe Many years ago, in the days of the smuggler known as Rob Roy of the West, a piratical band buried on the coast of South Devon a quantity of treasure which was, of course, abandoned by them in the usual inexplicable way. Sometime afterwards its whereabouts was discovered by three countrymen, who visited the spot one night and divided the spoil between them. Giles taking treasure to the value of L-800, Jasper L-500 worth, and Timothy L-300 worth. In returning they had to cross the river Axe at a point where they had left a small boat in readiness. Here, however, was a difficulty they had not anticipated. The boat would only carry two men, or one man and a sack. And they had so little confidence in one another that no person could be left alone on the land or in the boat with more than his share of the spoil though two persons being a check on each other might be left with more than their shares. The puzzle is to show how they got over the river in the fewest possible crossings, taking their treasure with them. No tricks, such as ropes, flying bridges, currents, swimming, or similar dodges, may be employed. 375. Five jealous husbands. During certain local floods five married couples found themselves surrounded by water and had to escape from their unpleasant position in a boat that would only hold three persons at a time. Every husband was so jealous that he would not allow his wife to be in the boat or on either bank with another man or with other men unless he was himself present. Show the quickest way of getting these five men and their wives across into safety. Call the men ABCDE and their respective wives ABCDE to go over and return counts as two crossings. No tricks such as ropes, swimming, currents, etc. are permitted. 376. The Four Elopements. Colonel B. was a widower of a very taciturn disposition. His treatment of his four daughters was unusually severe, almost cruel, and they not unnaturally felt disposed to resent it. Being charming girls with every virtue and many accomplishments, it is not surprising that each had a fond admirer. But the father forbade the young men to call at his house, intercepted all letters, 
and placed his daughters under stricter supervision than ever, but love, which scorns locks and keys and garden walls, was equal to the occasion, and the four youths conspired together and planned a general elopement, at the foot of the tennis lawn at the bottom of the garden ran the silver Thames, and one night, after the four girls had been safely conducted from a dormitory window to terra firma, they all crept softly down to the bank of the river, where a small boat belonging to the colonel was moored, with this they proposed to cross to the opposite side and make their way to a lane where conveyances were waiting to carry them in their flight. Alas, here at the water's brink their difficulties already began. The young men were so extremely jealous that not one of them would allow his prospective bride to remain at any time in the company of another man, or men, unless he himself were present also. Now, the boat would only hold two persons, though it could, of course, be rowed by one and it seemed impossible that the four couples would ever get across, but midway in the stream was a small island, and this seemed to present a way out of the difficulty, because a person or persons could be left there while the boat was rowed back or to the opposite shore, if they had been prepared for their difficulty they could have easily worked out a solution to the little poser at any other time, but they were now so hurried and excited in their flight that the confusion they soon got into was exceedingly amusing or would have been to anyone except themselves. As a consequence they took twice as long and crossed the river twice as often as was really necessary. Meanwhile, the colonel, who was a very light sleeper, thought he heard a splash of oars. He quickly raised the alarm among his household, and the young ladies were found to be missing. Somebody was sent to the police station, and a number of officers soon egged in the pursuit of the fugitives, who, in consequence of that delay in crossing the river, were quickly overtaken. The four girls returned sadly to their homes, and afterwards broke off their engagements in disgust. For a considerable time it was a mystery how the party of eight managed to cross the river in that little boat without any girl being ever left with a man, unless her betrothed was also present. The favorite method is to take eight counters or pieces of cardboard and mark them ABCDABCD to represent the four men and their prospective brides, and carry them from one side of the table to the other in a matchbox to represent the boat. A penny being placed in the middle of the table as the island. Readers are now asked to find the quickest method of getting the party across the river. How many passages are necessary from land to a land? By land is understood either shore or island. Though the boat would not necessarily call at the island every time of crossing, the possibility of its doing so must be provided for. For example, it would not do for a man to be alone in the boat though it were understood that he intended merely to cross from one bank to the opposite one if there happened to be a girl alone on the island other than the one to whom he was engaged. 377. Stealing the castle treasure. The ingenious manner in which a box of treasure, consisting principally of jewels and precious stones, was stolen from Gloomhurst Castle has been handed down as a tradition in the Dagorny family. The thieves consisted of a man, a youth and a small boy, whose only mode of escape with the box of treasure was by means of a high window. Outside the window was fixed a pulley, over which ran a rope with a basket at each end. When one basket was on the ground the other was at the window. The rope was so disposed that the persons in the basket could neither help themselves by means of it nor receive help from others. In short, the only way the baskets could be used was by placing a heavier weight in one than in the other. Now. The man weighed 195 pounds the youth 105 pounds the boy 90 pounds and the box of treasure 75 pounds. The weight in the descending basket could not exceed that in the other by more than 15 pounds without causing a descent so rapid as to be most dangerous to a human being. 
though it would not injure the stolen property, only two persons, or one person and the treasure, could be placed in the same basket at one time. How did they all manage to escape and take the box of treasure with them? The puzzle is to find the shortest way of performing the feat, which in itself is not difficult. Remember, a person cannot help himself by hanging onto the rope. The only way being to go down, with a bump, with the weight in the other basket as a counterpoise. Problems concerning games. The little pleasure of the game. Matthew Pryor. Every game lends itself to the propounding of a variety of puzzles. They can be made, as we have seen, out of the chessboard and the peculiar moves of the chess pieces. I will now give just a few examples of puzzles with playing cards and dominoes. And also go out of doors and consider one or two little posers in the cricket field, at the football match, and the horse race and motor car race. 378. Dominoes in progression. It will be seen that I have played six dominoes. In the illustration, in accordance with the ordinary rules of the game, four against four, one against one, and so on. And yet the sum of the spots on the successive dominoes, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, are in arithmetical progression, that island the numbers taken in order had a common difference of one. In how many different ways may we play six dominoes? From an ordinary box of 28, so that the numbers on them may lie in arithmetical progression, we must always play from left to right, and numbers in decreasing arithmetical progression such as 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4 are not admissible. 379. The 5 dominoes. Here is a new little puzzle that is not difficult, but will probably be found entertaining by my readers. It will be seen that the 5 dominoes are so arranged in proper sequence that island with 1 against 1, 2 against 2, and so on that the total number of pips on the two end dominoes is five, and the sum of the pips on the three dominoes in the middle is also five. There are just three other arrangements giving five for the additions. They are, one zero 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 two two one one three four zero 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 two two one one zero two zero 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 one one three three zero now. How many similar arrangements are there of five dominoes that shall give six instead of five in the two additions? 380. The Domino Frame Puzzle. It will be seen in the illustration that the full set of 28 dominoes is arranged in the form of a square frame, with 6 against 6, 2 against 2, blank against blank, and so on. As in the game, it will be found that the pips in the top row and left-hand column both add up 44. The pips in the other two sides sum to 59 and 32 respectively. The puzzle is to rearrange the dominoes in the same form so that all of the four sides shall sum to 44. Remember that the dominoes must be correctly placed one against another as in the game. 381. The Card Frame Puzzle. In the illustration we had a frame constructed from the ten playing cards. Ace to ten of diamonds. The children who made it wanted the pips on all four sides to add up alike. But they failed in their attempt and gave it up as impossible. It will be seen that the pips in the top row, the bottom row, and the left hand side all add up 14 but the right-hand side sums to 23. Now, what they were trying to do is quite possible. Can you rearrange the 10 cards in the same formation so that all four sides shall add up alike? Of course they need not add up 14, but any number you choose to select. In this case we use only 9 cards the ace to 9 of diamonds. The puzzle is to arrange them in the form of a cross, exactly in the way shown in the illustration, so that the pips in the vertical bar and in the horizontal bar add up alike. In the example given it will be found that both directions add up 23. 
What I want to know Island how many different ways are there of rearranging the cards in order to bring about this result. It will be seen that, without affecting the solution, we may exchange the 5 with the 6, the 5 with the 7, the 8 with the 3, and so on. Also we may make the horizontal and the vertical bars change places, but such obvious manipulations as these are not to be regarded as different solutions. They are all mere variations of one fundamental solution. Now, how many of these fundamentally different solutions are there? The pips need not, of course, always add up 23, 383, the T-card puzzle. An entertaining little puzzle with cards is to take the nine cards of a suit, from ace to nine inclusive, and arrange them in the form of the letter T, as shown in the illustration, so that the pips in the horizontal line shall count the same as those in the column. In the example given they add up 23 both ways. Now, it is quite easy to get a single correct arrangement. The puzzle is to discover in just how many different ways it may be done. Though the number is high, the solution is not really difficult if we attack the puzzle in the right manner. The reverse way obtained by reflecting the illustration in a mirror we will not count as different. But all other changes in the relative positions of the cards will here count. How many different ways are there? 384 card triangles. Here you pick out the nine cards, ace to nine of diamonds, and arrange them in the form of a triangle, exactly as shown in the illustration, so that the pips add up the same on the three sides. In the example given it will be seen that they sum to 20 on each side, but the particular number is of no importance so long as it is the same on all three sides. The puzzle is to find out in just how many different ways this can be done. If you simply turn the cards round so that one of the other two sides is nearest to you this will not count as different, for the order will be the same. Also, if you make the 4, 9, 5 change places with the 7, 3, 8, and at the same time exchange the 1 and the 6, it will not be different, but if you only change the 1 and the 6 it will be different, because the order round the triangle is not the same. This explanation will prevent any doubt arising as to the conditions. 385. Strand, Patience. The idea for this came to me when considering the game of patience that I gave in the Strand magazine for December, 1910, which has been reprinted in Ernest Bergholt's second book of Patience Games, under the new name of, King Albert. Make two piles of cards as follows, 98S76S5D4S3D2S1DN9H8C7H6C5H4C3H2C1H with the 9 of diamonds at the bottom of one pile and the nine of hearts at the bottom of the other. The point is to exchange the spades with the clubs, so that the diamonds and clubs are still in numerical order in one pile and the hearts and spades in the other. There are four vacant spaces in addition to the two spaces occupied by the piles, and any card may be laid on a space, but the card can only be laid on another of the next higher value an ace on a two, a two on a three, and so on. Patience is required to discover the shortest way of doing this. When there are four vacant spaces you can pile four cards in seven moves. With only three spaces you can pile them in nine moves. And with two spaces you cannot pile more than two cards. When you have a grasp of these and similar facts you will be able to remove a number of cards bodily and write down seven, nine, or whatever the number of moves may be. The gradual shortening of play is fascinating. And first attempts are surprisingly lengthy. 386. A trick with dice. Here is a neat little trick with three dice. I ask you to throw the dice without my seeing them. Then I tell you to multiply the points of the first die by two and add five. Then multiply the result by five and add the points of the second die. 
Then multiply the result by 10 and add the points of the third die. You then give me the total, and I can at once tell you the points thrown with the three dice. How do I do it? As an example, if you threw 1, 3, and 6, as in the illustration, the result you would give me would be 386, from which I could at once say what you had thrown. 387. The Village Cricket Match. In a cricket match, Tinley Delby all muggled. The latter had the first innings. Mr. Dumpkins and Mr. Potter were at the wickets, when the wary Dumpkins made a splendid late cut, and Mr. Potter called on him to a run, for runs were apparently completed, but the vigilant umpires at each end called, three short, making six short runs in all. What number did Mr. Dumpkins score? When Dinley Dell took their turn at the wickets their champions were Mr. Luffy and Mr. Struggles. The latter made a magnificent off-drive, and invited his colleague to come along with the result that the observant spectators applauded them for what was supposed to have been three sharp runs, but the umpires declared that there had been two short runs at each end for in all, to a what extent, if any, did this maneuver increase Mr. Struggles's total? 388. Slow Cricket. In the recent county match between Wessex and Ninkomshire the former team were at the wickets all day, the last man being put out a few minutes before the time for drawing stumps. The play was so slow that most of the spectators were fast asleep, and, on being awakened by one of the officials clearing the ground, we learned that two men had been put out leg before wicket for a combined score of 19 runs, four men were caught for a combined score or 17 runs, one man was run out for a duck's egg, and the others were all bowled for three runs each. There were no extras, we were not told which of the men was the captain, but he made exactly 15 more than the average of his team. What was the captain's score? 389. The football players. It is a glorious game. An enthusiast was heard to exclaim, at the close of last season, of the footballers of my acquaintance four had broken their left arm, five had broken their right arm, two had the right arm sound, and three had sound left arms. Can you discover from that statement what is the smallest number of players that the speaker could be acquainted with? It does not at all follow that there were as many as 14 men because, for example, two of the men who had broken the left arm might also be the two who had sound right arms. 390. The horse race puzzle. There are no morals in puzzles. When we are solving the old puzzle of the captain who, having to throw half his crew overboard in a storm, arranged to draw lots, but so placed the men that only the Turks were sacrificed, and all the Christians left on board, we do not stop to discuss the questionable morality of the proceeding. And when we are dealing with a measuring problem, in which certain thirsty pilgrims are to make an equitable division of a barrel of beer, we do not object that, as total abstainers, it is against our conscience to have anything to do with intoxicating liquor. Therefore I make no apology for introducing a puzzle that deals with betting. Three horses ache. 